Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. On this episode of The Complacence, it's my favorite solution to the problem of a regular cast member being absent from the show as paint gets stuck in Adrian Creamsicle's throat, causing him to sound different. Yes, it's just another bizarre week for The Complacence. Speaking of which, Dr. Nightmare creates bizarro versions of some of the Major League Super Crime Busters, while Chet the Man God continues to grant wishes to the citizens of Manhattan. The next voice you hear is coming to you from May 4th, 1996. Just a reminder for all you Complacence fans, they're coming up soon with exciting and fun sketch comedy. For you. This is Freeform on WNUR. The complacent sketch comedy for the now generation is coming up shortly. Now, The Complacence, starring The Complacence. Oh, Creamsicle Studios, this is Alanis, the secretary. No, I'm sorry, Adrian Creamsicle isn't here. He went to the paintball arena with Agnew Arduros, the president of Flaming Highway Records. They haven't been getting along too well since it turned out that The Complacence weren't dead. Oh, you didn't hear? They accidentally became the first rock and roll band in space, but since they were in a small capsule with no food or water... Everyone assumed they were dead, and their records started selling like wildfire. Only now they're not dead, and Agnew Arduros wants them to re-record all the songs they recorded while they were dead. No, they didn't record those songs. Adrian Crimsico, their roadie, and I did them. But now the complacents have to do them again. No, Johnny Angelo's not here. He picked up some sort of space virus, and he has the power to transform himself. Mm, well, I guess he could transform himself into that if he wanted, but you'd have to ask him yourself. Now he quit the complacence, and now he's with their arch-rival band, Don't. Right, the ones that had the midget tossing thing with... Fred James? He's supervising the recording session. He really hasn't been the same since that Maze magazine dumped him for having a girlfriend, but I think the girlfriend left him. No, all the rest of the complacence are in the studio singing right now. Even their newest member, Ridley, who used to be in Don't, until he was replaced with Johnny Angelo. Oh wait, Blindy the Roadie's here. Do you want to talk to him? Oh, oh, I see. Um, Blindy, are you okay? Oh, sorry, no. Okay, I'll look forward to, to seeing it next week's issue. Who Who is that? Uh, the National Enquirer. Everybody hop inside Around the world on a magic ride Big time adventure and fun Rock and roll music for everyone So take my hand You've never seen such a magical land When you feel blue The complacent 
Wonderful, horrible dungeon in the cold, dank depths beneath the streets of the city. Home! It's so much preferable to those lousy, pine saw smelling offices at Creamsicle Studios. Yes, those clean, whitewashed walls inspired pyromania. Well, hey, you might as well uh, burn them down, Bowser, because we ain't going back there no more. Hmm, yes. It seems once again circumstance has robbed us of our manager. Too bad. I kind of like that creamsicle. Yes, I actually found him to my liking. You you must have had a good time with him all that while you was with him, eh, Angelo? Yes. Yes, those were good times. Yes, well, lucky for you, you're no longer associated with that band of pansy asses. The complacents represent everything in the world which I, with the aid of my toadies and various instruments of torture, must someday destroy. I just, ooh, I just can't stand to think that something that sucks that much is walking the face of the earth. You used to suck too, Angelo, but now you're becoming one of us. Yeah, no one in Taekwondo could possibly suck. Let's test that theory. Let's see if this Angelo really can play. Of course I can play. Is that so? I can play anything you want. Well, we'll just have to see if you can keep up with us. Hey, what instrument do you play anyway? Like I said, I can play anything you want. <laughs> Cripes, he turned into a whole rack of instruments. He's some kind of music machine. And now I'd like to play something for you that goes a little like this. One, two, three, four. Transistors, blow my fuse. Let me absorb you into my system. Let me put you onto my hard drive. I am your robot lover man. I will please you with mechanical efficiency. My hard disk uses anti-crash protection. I am virus free. I am all oiled up for cybernetic love. Holy crud! He's a whole band playing by himself! Indeed! With Johnny Angel around, we won't even have to play our instruments, which I always found annoying anyway. Well, I'm glad you like the music, fellas. Music was absolute crap. Yes, but you cranked out that crappy music even faster than we can. I think Johnny Angelo will make the best addition since God added death to the world. 
Meanwhile, in the studio portion of Creamsicle Studios... This sock monkey song is really awful. I can't believe Agnew Arduros wants us to re-record it. It's because he doesn't want to play Adrian performing royalties. And the worst part is that this, it's the song everyone likes on the album. I thought nobody liked the album. Yeah, it's just because you guys were dead that they bought the album. Oh, that guy! Do we have to have him in the studio? Yeah, you're right. Come on, Whirly Bird. No, I meant Ridley. I think this song could use some backing vocals from a dragon slash parrot from outer space. Miracles! Rock! Rip! Hey, I'm as much a member of the complacence as you are! He has a point there. Well, I'm not recording with him. And I'm not recording with him! It's hard to record from outside the studio. Hey! Quit pushing me out the door! There. Now we can record in peace and quiet. Except you've shut me in here, and I need to be out there to run the equipment. Now I'll just get Ridley to do it. I don't think Adrian wants Ridley drooling all over his equipment. Speaking of which, Adrian's drooling. Only he's drooling yellow. Oh, they must be back from their paintball match. Jericho Hills, I can't believe you shot me in the mouth. Are you sure you're all right, Creamsicle? I'm sure, except for all this paint in my throat. Shouldn't you be in there recording a song? No, you wanted the complacence to be recording a song, remember? I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to him. That guy kicked me out, man. Oh, he did, did he? You know, if you're going to challenge the per change the person you're talking to like that, then you could at least have the, something to have to say something to me first so I knew you had to stop talking to me. Quiet, Creamsicle. But I'm hoping if I talk a lot, the paint will eventually get out of my throat. All right, just what's going on in here? Uh, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Ah, nothing at all. He was being annoying. I can see that. Come on, you. Out you go. Now what about Ridley here? No, I meant Ridley was being annoying. Whirly Bird was fine. Listen, mister. It sounds like you need to start using some antecedents. Oh, like you're one to talk. Mr. Creamsicle, what happened to your voice? Uh, he shot me in the mouth, and now I have paint stuck up in my throat. Have you tried gargling with salt water? That's the first thing I tried. So I take it you didn't settle your differences? No, it was a tie. Does that mean Taekwondo is still on Flaming Highway Records? For the time being, yes. But I hate those guys! And I hate them too. Well, 50 million Taekwondo fans can't be wrong. Or maybe it's more like 50,000. Whatever the number is, they're a major cash cow for Flaming Highway Records. They're helping me finance some of my struggling bands. Like this one. Struggling? I thought we sold about a billion records. And then we had 999 million of them return to stores once it, once it turned out the complacents were alive the whole time. So do I get to be the mem- do I, so, so man, man, do I get to be a member of the complacents or not, man? Of course you're a member of the complacents. Yeah, of course he's a member of the complacents. We already went through this. Gunner, Atlantis, and Blandy are hard at work right now pasting Riley's, Ridley's head over Johnny's and all the pictures. That's a ton cheaper than taking Johnny's body out entirely. But he hates the complacence. Yeah, I hate the complacence, man! Just like I hate Taekwondo, man! See, that's the kind of attitude all the kids go for these days. You'll sell more records with Ridley than without him. In fact, I hate everything except Lunchbox! Lunchbox! Woo! You know, it, it, sounds, it sounds empty without anyone else saying Lunchbox. Oh, Lunchbox! No, man, it's Lunchbox! Oh, Thunderbird! Well, I guess it'll be all right if he just stands in the back and doesn't say anything. Can I sing a little, man? Maybe. Uh, a little, little. There, see? We're getting together so well. Uh, Mr. Creamsicle, did you try gurgling with turpentine? 
Everdyne? Are you nuts? That'll kill you. Uh, it's just that I don't like hearing your voice like that. No, we might have something in the first aid kit that might help. I'll go help Alana bring it back here. Uh, we have a first aid kit? Sure, all businesses are required to keep one around for just this sort of an emergency. I'll be right back. Why can't we just paste my head over Johnny's? Because then you'd be in the picture twice, with two completely different looking bodies. Considering I'm having to do all his work now that he's gone, I think that sounds fair. Hey, I offered to have sex with all the women for you, but you said no, man! Because they'd all scream and run away if you came near them, and we don't need that kind of publicity. Boy, this thing sure is heavy, and we had to carry it all the way up from the basement, too. That thing's a first aid kit? That was there when I, when I bought the place. Don't first aid kits usually have red crosses on them instead of yellow triangles? Uh, this is a civil defense first aid kit. Let's open it up and see what's inside. Here, Creamsicle, why don't you swallow some of these? Iodine pills? I don't think they'll help much. Hey, everybody, look at me. I'm at the... I'm at the dentist. No wonder it was so heavy. There's four of those lead aprons in here. Hmm, gauze, bandages. We could bandage your throat, Creamsicle. Better up, man! Ralph, Godfrey! Oh, that baseball bat must be in case there are people who are trying to get into your shelter. There's some great stuff in here. Canned peas... Canned green beans, canned heat. Here, Adrian, let's see if this loosens the paint. Open your mouth and I'll squirt some down your throat. <coughs> what? <coughs> what the hell the skeleton was that stuff? You put it in people's eyes if they accidentally looked at the blinding flash. Hey, a ham radio. Hi, this is Fig. Can anybody hear me? Is anybody out there? Oh, thank you. Thank you, bro. Fig, quit playing with that. Hey, Creamy, your voice does sound a little different now. But not all the paint's been dissolved. I can still feel a tingling. Uh, that's pretty much everything that's in here. Why don't Alanis and I take this out to the curb? Put it back in the basement instead. Just in case some lunatic decides to try to bomb us back to the Stone Age. What? That's not going to happen, is it? No, Mr. Creamsicle meant to say in case you run out of salt, we need to keep from getting goiters, right, Adrian? You don't want to get a goiter, do you, Fig? No, I guess not. All right, Alanis, let's take it back down. Can I wear one of the lead aprons as my stage costume? No. But it's cool, man. I said no. Oh, yeah. Well, what if I stole one from the dentist? How can you steal a lead apron from the dentist? You know, go in to have, have x-rays taken, and, and just as the dentist steps out of the room, you make a run for it, man. It's not like he can't stop you. He's standing right outside with the hygienist. Come on, it's worth a try, man. It is not worth a try. Even if you manage to run out of there with the lead apron, the dentist knows who you are and how many fillings you have. He can track you down no matter where you are. So you hide out for six months or so? But then you've got to go back for another cleaning. Cleaning? What's that? You see, it's just these kind of ideological differences that are why I can't work with him. Yeah, and I can't work with him. Yeah, well, you two better work together or the complacents are off Flaming Highway Records. And I mean it this time. You're listening to The Complacence on WNUR. Last time on The Curtain, our hero, Curtis Hambones, a.k.a. superpowered hero, The Curtain, along with Minnie Blinds, his lady love, and the rest of his teammates on the Major League Super Crime Busters, were discombobulated big time when the Earth was shunted to another part of the universe and back. Meanwhile, the escaped Chet the Man God ran amok in the streets of Manhattan, healing lepers and turning water into wine. Now, after transporting the Earth back to its rightful place in the universe, he is hailed not just as a false messiah like usual, but as the real McCoy. Come with me, won't you, as we join Curtis Hambones and Debbie Duncan in their new residence, 
inside Major League Super Crime Busters headquarters. Debbie, I'm starting to think this wasn't such a good idea. Why, Curtis? What happened this time? Well, I went to the bathroom to take a shower, and there I saw Furry Kitten licking himself. Well, that's how he washes himself. He was doing it with incredible dexterity. We should all be so lucky, Curtis. Well, anyway, I'm thinking we should move back into our own apartment. Oh, I don't think that's such a good idea. Mrs. Hugglebum has become our arch enemy. Or have you forgotten? We're letting her scare us, Debbie. We signed a contract for that apartment. I think we violated it. And I want a private bathroom. I miss being able to strut around nude from the bedroom to the bathroom. Just like Naked Man and Exposed Breast Lady used to do when they were members. Well, let's talk about this tomorrow, Curtis. I want to go to bed. Hey, I'm up for that. No, I just wanted to watch the news. Oh, you and your news. But we might be on. You're watching Channel 6. And now, the Channel 6 News Hound with weekend anchor person Gustav Pickelman. The top of the news tonight, sex and drugs. Are there drugs that make you sexy? Can drugs make you want to have sex more? Can sex actually make some drugs work better? Guy Fogel will have a special report. But now over to special correspondent Cyril Spoons downtown for coverage of day three of Chet the Man God's meteoric rise from small-time godlike hoodlum to revered and worshipped godlike decent fella. Cyril? Thanks, Gustav. It's certainly very crowded right now here in Central Park as fans and followers of Chet the Man God are gathered to ask favors that only a godlike being might be able to accommodate. Right now, as you can see, Chet is on top of a high throne in this amphitheater, letting people talk to him one at a time. I'm standing here in line, but it doesn't look like I'll be able to talk to him for another week or so. However, I have here with me right now his so-called personal secretary, the superheroine known as Benevolent Girl. Hello, Cyril. Hello, Benevolent Girl. So why did you leave the Major League Super Crime Busters for this new job? I left because I couldn't see the benevolence in Chet. But I saw it, and I knew that since Chet was, was new to being benevolent, he would probably need some help. And me being Benevolent Girl and all, I thought I'd be the one to do it. So I left the Crime Busters, and I haven't looked back. That's bad publicity for us. So what kinds of things do you do as Chet the Man God's personal secretary, benevolent girl? Well, I screen all the people in line to make sure their intentions are benevolent. And also, I spend a lot of time trying to stop Chet from turning people into chickens. Uh-oh, looks like I have to run. It's been nice chatting with you, benevolent girl. See you later. And that was benevolent girl Chet the Man God's personal assistant. Earlier today, we taped an interview with Lady Victory, leader of the Major League Super Crime Busters, about this incredible situation. So, what's your take on this, Lady Victory? I think that Chet the Man God isn't trustworthy enough to be worshipped as he is. He's given the Crime Busters a lot of trouble in the past, and although he seems to be performing only acts of good now, I think he'll eventually go back to his old ways. And what are you going to do about the departure of Benevolent Girl? Well... We tried to stop her from leaving, but she made her own decision. Right now, we're looking at candidates to replace her. The three main candidates are Spacebird, antimatter creature from another universe, Promiscua, from Times Square, and Ultra Fetus, who contacted us telepathically from somewhere in Hoboken. Gee, that sure sounds like a tough decision. But will any of them really be able to replace Benevolent Girl? Actually, Benevolent Girl didn't do a whole lot. I think any of them would fill her shoes pretty well. What are you going to do about Chet the Man God for the near future? Well, we don't trust him. But as long as he's not hurting anyone, we're going to let him continue his God trip. 
Eventually, the people of the United States, as well as the rest of the world, will get tired of him. And that's the lowdown on Chet the Man God. Back to you, Gustav. Thanks, Cyril. In other news, a big shakeup happened in the music industry recently when rock star Johnny Angelo quit the complacence in order to join Taekwondo. Don't turn it off, Debbie. That story looked interesting. Oh, Curtis, you and your rock and roll. I'm tired of the news. But... Oh. I need to go to the bathroom first, though, so that I can... Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Pee. Yeah. And so, Debbie marches down the hallway to the bathroom. Oh, hello, space bird. Hello, Minnie Blinds. Oh, you don't need to call me that now. Call me Debbie. Minnie Blinds is just my code name. But you are not a toad. Anyway, why are you standing in front of the mirror like that? I have never seen myself before. There are no mirrors in the cosmos, of which I am, except for mirror universes, which are difficult to angle properly. So, this is your first time looking at yourself? Yes. I did not realize before that I had this... What do you call it? Body. And these large, incredible... Uh, wings. Oh, yes. Say, I don't have those things. Those things that you have there. You have two of them, see? Why don't I have those? Well, space bird... Every other dimensional being I've ever seen has had these irises or pupils. Well, I think that I shall give myself some so that the quantum mechanic will think I'm more pretty. Oh, Spacebird, you don't need help in that department. Anyway, not since you ditched the beak in favor of the mouth and nose. You're very kind. Would you like me to destroy something for you? Oh, no thanks. I just came in here to use the bathroom. Well, it's about ready, baby. Everything's hooked up. Quantum mechanic, what are you doing in here? Oh, I beg your pardon, Debbie. I was just setting up an antimatter shower here so that Spacebird over here could clean herself up without totally destroying herself. But what if I wanted to take a shower? Oh, uh, well, I guess I just permanently altered the pipes. Uh, I guess I'll have to. I'll guess I'll have to make a switch or something. Uh, I'll do that later. It's ready for you, baby. How do I do this? Do I have to destroy anything? You just stand under the water, babe. The automatic scrubber will do the rest. You mean like this? No, under the water. Meanwhile, down the hall and to the left... Um, I've been thinking, Lady Vickery. There might be a way to turn Benevolent Go back around to being a member of our little club again. Will you stop bringing that up, Shammy? It's a sore spot. But maybe we could ask her if she wants to rejoin... Keep your mind on the task at hand, Shammy. Ooh, that feels good. Talk about a sore spot, eh? <laughs> The Amazonian frame is quite full of knots, Lady Victory. It's almost as though you have small rocks beneath your muscles. I don't know if the soothing powers of my chamois will be able to relieve your pains. Well, whatever you're doing feels good. Hey, what the... You got me all wet. Uh, my apologies, Lady Victory. My chamois holds an inordinate amount of moisture from adventures past, and sometimes it comes out prematurely. I'll soak that up in a jiffy. That reminds me... What do you think about Quanti and Spacebird? I mean, I break up with him, what, two weeks ago, and already he's seeing that cosmic bimbo? He's obviously not over me. Well, I don't know, Vicky. I've never been very good with such social escapades. I've never had a significant lady friend in my life. Just me, my car wash, my magic chamois and me, and the Major League Super Crime Busters. I mean, for all I know, the quantum mechanic never loved you in the first place. Oh, he did. Believe you me. And he was crushed when I tossed him on his ass. 
Or perhaps he was secretly rejoicing the circumventing of having to deal with his intimate fear of commitment. Oh, I don't know, Stanley. Men, you can't live with them, and they can't give birth. Present company excluded, of course. Um, you're mistaken, Lady Victory. I cannot give birth. Maybe not, but you can sure give a good massage. Now, do my back. Back in Curtis's room. Oh, Curtis, I I'm ready. Oh, he's already asleep. That's archetypal, prototype, typical, and stereotypical all at the same time. Oh, but I don't want to wake him up. There's always tomorrow. Meanwhile, at night, in a very dark place, Dr. Nightmare, having lost his dark powers and his lackeys, the Dark Gang, plots revenge. Curse those Major League Super Crime Busters for the trickery. But with all of my new machines and all this genetic material, I will be able to make myself an army of dark henchmen. Ah, I need only to pull this switch and... Aha! Desaro Lady Victory! I exist to serve you, Master! Bizarro, Mr. Shemmy! Soak up and dry! Soak up and dry! That's what I'm going to do to your face! Bizarro, uh, benevolent girl! Yo, this crap sucks! Got a light? Bizarro curtain! It's curtains! For the non-Bizarro curtain! Bizarro quantum mechanic! Whoa, nice machines! These are better than anything I can do. Bizarro mini blinds. I am not flustered at all. And yes, and Bizarro furry kitten. Come forth, my legion of Bizarro goons. Together we shall ultimately defeat the Major League Super Crime Busters. The following morning at Super Crime Busters HQ. Bah! It's another great day to wake up in America. And America will feel even better after I take a refreshing shower. Oh, hello, announcer man. Good morning, Super American. If you're headed for the shower, I gotta warn you, the water smells funny. So much that I chose not to get in the shower. Instead, I just announced that I was clean. I could do the same for you if you like. No, thank you, announcer man. Funny smelling water is all part of living in America. We're the best country in the world, and our water supply is the best there is. So I'd be proud to take a shower in funny-smelling water. Suit yourself. Don't say I didn't warn you. My country tis of the la da da dee 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 off with my robe. I'll just turn on the water here. Ah! Suddenly, a loud explosion rocks the halls of the fortress. The quantum mechanic and space bird dash into the bathroom. Uh-oh. Someone must have used the shower. It was not yet prepped for non-antimatter beings. This is a problem. Must this interrupt my beauty rest? Baby, you don't need to say your beat grew back, and all your hair fell out. You do not shed nightly? Uh, no. Anyway, judging from the star-spangled bathrobe, it looks as though Super American was just scattered around the room. Hmm. I'm going to get in trouble if anyone finds out. Spacebird, do you think... Hey, stop looking in the mirror for a second and listen. I am sorry. I get lost in my own eyes. Do you think you can put the Super American's atoms back together? I'm sorry, Quanti. I cannot create. I can only destroy. Do you think you can find Super American's atoms and keep them together, like in a jar or something like that? Without destroying them? Uh, perhaps I can try. Well, here's a Ziploc baggie. Put him in here. There has to be a way to bring him back before anyone notices. <clears throat> Good morning, both of you. Do either of you know what that explosion was? Um, yes. Space Bird here, she, she just uh, sneezed. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, uh, Super American came by and uh, said he was going out for a while. 
Where was he going? Oh, all over. Well, the next time she sneezes, uh, maybe the two of you could think to dress before you run out of your room. Well, somebody's jealous. Come on, babe, let's get out of here. I'm not jealous. Um, who's jealous? Not me. Jeez, is everyone forgetting to get dressed today? In Curtis's room. Gee, Debbie, I just looked out into the hall and I'm thinking maybe I can just strut around nude after all. Maybe living here won't be so bad. Well, I think we should go back to the building just to pay the last of the rent and to get the rest of our stuff. Good idea, Debbie. And so, after breakfast, Curtis and Debbie take the Major League Super Crime Busters company car out to their classy Manhattan former apartment. Strange. The building has decayed quite a bit since we were last here. I don't remember the walls dripping slime. Well, I guess they did in the basement, but not here on the 14th floor. Hey, our doorknob is really hot. Faith Hambone, you dad, Mrs. Hugglebum. That's right, hero boy, and I'm going to kill you up good. Duck, Curtis. Thanks, Debbie. Who would have thought Edna Hugglebum would have had the strength to throw that piano at me? Look out. She's picking up our apartment. As you may have noticed, my father, Swami Salami, imbued me with mystical powers before you trapped him in the infinite maze. Since I don't allow powered characters in my building, and then I became one, it presented an interesting paradox. But then I said, screw it, and start to start things. And you're next, Debbie. Yes, Curtis. I think we should get out of here. Good idea. Hey, where are you going? I won't rest until you're dead, Hambone. You're lucky I can no longer fit in the stairwell. I'll stalk you until I catch you unawares, and then I'll pummel you. Sounds good. Here's the rent. Bye now. Meanwhile, in line to see Chet the Man God. Gee, Spacebird, I sure hope Chet will put Super American back together again. Lady Victory is going to be very angry with me if, if she finds out Super American is subatomic ashes. I like to destroy. Shall I destroy Chet the Man-God? No, baby, not now. Maybe some other time. We need his help right now. Oh, geez, I hope nobody's noticed he's not around. Oh, hello, Quantum Mechanic. How are you? I'm fine, benevolent girl, but I'm afraid that this isn't a social call. I require the assistance of Chet the Man-God. Oh, I don't think he'll be able to help you. You designed the cage that held him prisoner. Well, maybe he'll help Spacebird then. Oh, no, the desire can't be someone else's. It has to be yours. Hmm. I'll have to figure something out. That evening at the nightly Major League Super Crime Busters meeting... Major League Super Crime Busters roll call! Mr. Sammy! Announcer man! That curtain! Many blinds! And I'm Lady Victory! Jeez, where is everybody? We'll talk about that later. Business is in regards to the 26 times a magically empowered Edna Hugglebum has attacked our fortress since this morning, demanding the curtain's life. Uh, an annoyance at best, Lady Victory. How do we deal with it? Meow, meow. Excellent suggestion, furry kitten. We will fake the curtain's death and temporarily relocate him to the city of California branch of the Super Crime Busters. But that's only a few hours away. Shouldn't I move farther? Well, it took Edna this long to find you here when she already knew where you were staying. I don't think she's bright enough to follow you. Eventually, we'll defeat her, and then you can come back. Can I go with him? I'm afraid not, Debbie. Our roster is thinning out enough as it is. Don't worry, he'll be back before you know it. Curtis, you leave first thing tomorrow morning after we push a look-alike dummy of you off the roof. The next evening... Before I start tonight's roll... I just wanted to welcome the curtain temporarily to our ranks. It's good to have you, curtain. Thanks. 
Now, with that out of the way, Major League Super Crime Busters roll call. Wonder Witch. Monkey Boy. Announcer Lad. Vigilante Girl. Zorro Blitzkrieg Man. The Shade. The Curtain. And I'm Captain Eagle. It's just not the same. No, it isn't. Will it ever be again? Find out next week on another exciting episode of The Curtain, when you'll hear Monkey Boy say... Do you have any idea what my bizarro counterpart has done to my rep? You're listening to The Complacence on 89.3 WNUR-FM, Evanston, Chicago's sound experiment. Meanwhile, at a video arcade across town... Uh, hi there, I'm Tammy, the manager here at Starcade Arcade. Are you one of the Taekwondo people? Yes, I'm Bowser. <laughs> Good. Now, where is everybody else? You start playing in just a few minutes. I don't know. They're playing games or something. Playing games? Well, they better be pallying songs real soon. <laughs> Where's your equipment? You need to have your equipment set up. You're on in two minutes. Lady, we've already played three shows today on this, our whirlwind tour of the West Side. And don't bother me. All we need is Johnny Angelo. Well, hadn't you better get that Johnny Angelo then? All right. Jeez, the nerve of that brute. Uh, hey, Johnny Angelo, isn't he in the complacence? Hey, Otto. Don't interrupt me, Bowser. I'm kicking some serious video ass at Virgil Hangman. Otto, the show's supposed to start. Where's Angelo? I don't know. Coily, where's that robot freak? He's on in two. I don't know. I think he's in the bag someplace. Well, go get him. But I'm playing... I'm playing Galaga. I've got double ship. Go! Oh, all right. I'm going, I'm going. Jeez. Just because I'm a little guy, they think they can push me around. They really never pushed me around like that. Angelo! Johnny Angelo! Are you back here? Zixon to Space Czar. Come in, Space Czar. Zixon to Space Czar. What the heck is going on? Zixon to Space... Wait, I'm receiving something. Uh, hello? Hello? Johnny, is that you? No. I mean, I mean, yes, it's me, Pimples. How did I contact you? What have you done with the Space Czar? A uh, Space Czar? Holy heck, I don't know anything about that. I'm trapped in hell. Hell? I was trying to contact the far reaches of space, and instead I've made contact with the netherworld. Johnny, what's going on? You look weird. Yeah, and you're acting weird, too. Coily? Coily? Angelo, will you knock it off with your crazy appendages and whatnot? We need you on stage, pronto. Uh, I'll be right there. Well, see to it. Johnny, what's going on? You're, you're in Taekwondo? Yeah, pimples, I am. Oh, jeez, the whole world's gone to hell. Oh, why'd you, why would you do it, Johnny? How could you do a thing like that? I didn't want to. I... Shut up. I mean, I'm a different person now, and there's no turning back. Now go back to rotten in hell. No, wait, I... <laughs> well, I guess I've got a show to do. Listen here, Tammy. I know I've got 1,000 tickets in this bag, so don't you tell me there's only 950. I'm sorry, Mr. Otto, but that's what the scale says. We have to go by what the scale says. You're going to count every one of these tickets, and then you're going to give me my transistor radio. I'm sorry. You'll have to settle for the plush Newt Gingrich doll. 
But I hate plush. I'm here to do the show. Oh, so he's the robotic one. I figured it was Bowser. <laughs> All right, Angelo. Go on, the stage is over there. No plush. No damn plush. Oh, uh, hello there, everybody. I'm Taekwondo. <laughs> Touch my wires. Blow my fuse. You know, Bowser, this is I really no great not having man. to play in our own shows. Ain't I will this the life? With mechanical efficiency. My hard disk uses anti-crash protection. I am virus free. Actually, I'm starting up. to miss playing in the band. It was my only form hey, of baby. emotional release. Hey, baby, let me upload some information. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting, think, me. I'm starting to miss that, Ready too. Ready to interface. Ready for love. Plug me in. I want to go online. I am your robot lover man. Hey, baby. I am your robot lover man. Sickle Studios, Adrian Creamsicle's throat is still clogged with paint. Meanwhile, Gunner and Ridley are still having creative differences. Black. Blue. Black. Blue. I need the words written down in black pen so I can see them while I'm signing. Singing. And I need the words written down in blue pen so I can see them while I'm singing. Can't you guys, can't you guys cool it for a while? You've been arguing for three hours. Actually, it's only been ten minutes. It sure seemed like three hours. Well, I called Poison Control, and after they stopped laughing, they said there's no problem with that small an amount. But I didn't swallow it. It's lodged in my throat. And they suggested the Heimlich Maneuver. That's the first thing I tried. Agnew Arturos did it to me, twice. And they suggested diluting it with milk. That's the, fir that's the first thing I tried. I drank a whole gallon of 2% right there at the Circle K. Well, they didn't have any other suggestions. Well, I called the paint store and asked Sherwin-Williams. Actually, I think it's Benjamin Moore. No, I'm pretty sure the guy I talked to was named Sherwin-Williams. Anyway, first he asked me what color it was, and I didn't know. It's yellow. Can you see it in my throat? Well, yeah, I knew it was yellow, but I didn't know it was if it was more of a harvest gold or more of a dancing daffodil. Looks like harvest gold to me. But why does that matter? I don't think it does. He was just interested. Anyway, he suggested gargling with turpentine. That's the first thing I didn't do. Back when Fig suggested it. He also suggested coming into the store and sitting on the paint can shaker. That's the first thing I did. Well, I shook at least. Ask Agnew Arturos about how much I was shaking on the way back here from the paintball warehouse. 
Well, he left, though. Uh, and that's all the suggestions he had. Well, I called the public library. And? And the librarian hung up when she heard it was me. Oh, I'm never going to get this pain out of my throat. I'm never going to sound like myself again. Crimsicle, will you tell Ridley that I'm not speaking to him? And I ain't talking to you either. You just did talk to me. And you just talked to me. I swear, you guys are giving me a headache to go with my clogged up throat. What's the problem now? He called me railroad tracks. Because you were making fun of me for having to wear headgear while all you had to wear were braces. I should have known this kind of thing would, would happen when the two sensitive people from each group got together. Now listen. Wait a minute. You're the sensitive one? And you're the sensitive one, man? I've got just one thing to say to you. Uh, can't wait, Creamy. We've got to compare notes. So how did you feel when you got a, when you got your first negative review? I cried for days, man. Me too, man! I still have it. All stained with tears in my wallet. Want to see it? Sure! And we can talk through it. It'll make us both feel better. Rob! Mailman! Rob! We delivered for you. Can't you make yourself useful and go and get the mail, you you thing? He's not a dog, Adrian. He's a whirlybird. I'll go and get the mail. Hey, that gives me an idea for how to get the pain out. Really, Fake? What is it? Just open your mouth real wide. Like this? Yeah, that's it. Now go, early bird, blast him. Hey, I said open your mouth. You wanted that crazy dragon to breathe fire into my mouth? Well, yeah, to bring the pain off. Rock! Precision aim! Rock! I don't care if he has laser-guided fire. There are two things I never want in my mouth, and one of them is fire. Rock! Missing out! Missing out! Getting the mail, getting the mail. Hey, Blindy, how's it going on doctoring those pictures of the complacents? Well, I'm almost done, Fred. Uh, wait a second, you've got Ridley's head a little too far to the left on this one. You can still see Johnny's ear. Oh, and his head's a little crooked on this one. And on this one, you've got Ridley's head pasted over Johnny's crotch. Uh, I I thought these pictures could use um, a little spice, you know, <laughs> you know uh, make them different from traditional band photos. Uh, I guess you're the artist. Let's see, uh, complaint letter about us being alive, complaint letter about us being alive, complaint letter about us being alive. Darn, it's all complaint letters about us being alive. Hey, wait, here's something. A free sample of... That's it! That's it! What's it? No time to talk now. I know how to get the paint out of Adrian's throat. What about some really hot salsa? Or boiling water? I'd like to keep my esophagus without holes in it. I got it. I got it. What did you get, Fred? This free sample that came in the mail. Hey, a balloon! The Balloon Boutique is announcing a new store in your area. Just take this balloon to be filled with helium absolutely free. You know why balloons aren't painted, don't you? Because it's easier to just make colored latex in the first place. Uh, no, it's incredibly hard. That's why surgical gloves aren't colored. But balloons aren't painted because helium causes paint to break up. Well, what are we waiting for? To the Balloon Boutique! Boutique, where balloons are all we do, boutique, where balloons are all we do, and we do them better than anyone else. I'd like to have this balloon filled with helium absolutely free. Certainly, sir. And while you wait, why not take a look at our large selection of balloons? I've never seen so many balloons. And I've never seen a balloon assortment of only green and purple before. Square balloons? Now I've seen everything. Here's your balloon, filled with helium. Thanks, and goodbye, paint. <laughs> Goodbye, paint. What, do you have paint stuck in your throat or something? That's right, I do. Ha <laughs> ha, you really sound funny after you inhale helium. 
Me next. Sorry, Fig, I inhaled it all. Don't you know about what happens when paint and helium mix? Sure, the helium breaks up the paint. That's right. After about a week... What? The helium lasts longer because of the paint. You mean I'm going to be talking like this for a week? That's why they don't use paint to color balloons. They last too long. Oh, wait, I think I wasn't supposed to say that. Here, take these free balloons and don't tell anyone what I just said. So, if anyone asks me why I'm talking funny, I'll just say it's because of the paint in my throat. Like I have been all day. Good. Well, the day hasn't been a total loss. Yeah, we got Gunner to accept Ridley's presence. And I found a file I'd been looking for all day yesterday. Yeah, well, we didn't manage to actually do any work today. You know, recording songs like we're supposed to be doing. It's going to be a late night for us, I'm afraid. <laughs> what a funny voice. Come on, let's take these free balloons to the park. All right. Let's go. This voice isn't that funny. Uh, I mean it. We, we've got to start work on recording those songs. C come back here. Fred, uh, Alanis, Fig, stop running so fast. I think the pain in my throat has reduced my breathing capacity also. I can't keep up with you. Ah, who cares? I'll just go back to the studio and have Gunner and Ridley record their tracks. I can't wait until next week when I sound normal again. You're listening to The Complacents on WNUR. Juan Don't's Dungeon Hideout. Juan Don't's Dungeon Hideout. Well, well, well. That was quite a take we had today. Yeah, we made close to a thousand bucks. And a transistor radio. Yes, but that amounts to less than $100 for every show we did today. Well, for that amount of work we had to do, I'd say we're made a killing, wouldn't you? Yeah, that crumbum Angelo had all the wick, and, and he also had all the fun. Hey, we just drove him around all day. Here he comes. Hello there, guys. Say, how do we do today? Fine, Johnny, just fine. Good. Can I have my cut now? Oh, your cut? Well, let's just say you haven't paid band dues yet. Band dues? That's right. Being a new member, I'll have to subtract your earnings until you paid the proper dues. Whoop! Looks like we'll be hard at work again tomorrow. Tomorrow? Again? Yes, we've already hit all the arcades, bowling alleys, and laundromats in town. Tomorrow we'll do kids' birthdays parties. Oh, and Bowser doesn't like children, so you can just go by yourself. By myself? And make sure you bring back all the money. You've still got dues to pay. Uh, Coily, go see who that is. It's the front door. I know it's the front door. I mean, go see who's there using the periscope. All right, I'm going already. Sheesh. Holy camoly, it's Lunchbox. 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 At last, they finally come to see us. Let them in, fuckface. Yeah, 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 hey. Come in, come in! Hi there, I'm Lucy, the guitar player. I'm Rachel, I'm the drummer. I'm Pam, the singer. And of course, I'm Ginger. And we're Lunchbox! <laughs> I mean, you're Lunchbox! Good you're Lunchbox! Lunchbox! <laughs> we, we take one, don't! You're Lunchbox! I just have to say, it is with immense pleasure that I make thine acquaintance to you, the greatest band that has ever plucked strings or shook reed with breath. Yeah, yeah, we're your biggest fans. We're so happy that you finally came to see us. What? We didn't come to see you. We came to see Johnny. Yeah. What? Well, hello there, little ladies. Nice seeing you again, Johnny. For sure. How 
dare he? How dare he steal the attention of us? Of, of Lunchbox? Why, Johnny, you're so cute. I just want to give you a big old hug. Me too. Yeah, me too. Well, ladies, you can all give me a hug. Yes, why don't you? And when you look at that, they're embracing him. They're touching him in an affectionate manner. She's handling his package. Wait, something's happening. I bet it is. No, something unusual. Those girls, they're being absorbed. No, not absorbed. Assimilated. The goyles, they're gone. And Angelo's three times as big as before. No, I am no longer Johnny Angelo. I am the Angelo Zixon Lunchbox Composite. Well, this is certainly an interesting plot development. The kind of thing that you hear every week on The Complacence. So tune in for more interesting plot developments in about another 168 hours here on WNUR Reform. Stay tuned. Visit the Planet of Starla is coming up shortly. Back now in the present. Here's what's coming up on the next episode. The Complacents Battle the Evil Angelo Zixon Lunchbox Composite. Until next time, this has been the Complacence Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer speaking. Oh, hold on a second. This podcast episode has a bonus track. Stay tuned for a special improvised jam session by the Complacence, which followed the original broadcast of this episode unannounced. <laughs>
Thank <laughs> you.